Yo, what up, what up, what up? What up, y'all? Yo. I want to welcome everybody to the perfect angle, to all our viewers and all our listeners. You guys are in for a treat today. But before we get to who our guest is, Justin, let us bow. Father God, we thank you for this evening. We thank you that we are solution-driven and we overcome all things. Amen. Father God, that we are all here together, Lord. May your hand be upon us, Lord. Flow through us tonight, Father God. Let you shine in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. So you know who it is. It's your boy, Paul Wall. And... Your boy JG, what's poppin'? And for all our viewers, you can see the man. For the listeners, it's the man, the myth, the legend, the ten-time league champion, the NFL <laughs> Western Division champ, the three-time national champion, Mister Tony Reed. Yes. Yeah. What's up, fellas? How y'all doing today? We're good. Yeah, really good. Coach, how you been? How you living, player? Man, I'm enjoying it, man. And just um, you know, this time off is, is is refreshing right now. So um I'm finding myself doing a lot of little things and um, you know, trying to figure out what the next big move is. All right, man. We heard that. We heard that. So Tony, before we get all into the recent events and, and some of the stuff with, with the upcoming news, I wanted to congratulate you completing 24 amazing years with your seasons of operation um in the last 22 years 24 seasons because you played spring and fall you've been awarded league owner and coach of the year nine times executive of the year twice far west commissioner of the year once all these accolades obviously not easy to come by what was your drive to become as successful at this level as you've become and with that being said what would you contribute to being around for 24 seasons well the one thing that i kept um with my program is being consistent um whether it was um a up year or a down year financially you still have to come back with the same vibe um one thing about me i never let my team down i let, never let those around me that are supporting me down so i always kept it um very consistent. Some things, you know, sometimes, you know, um, owners get involved at this level thinking that they're going to make money. And that's the wrong thing, wrong way to go into this thing. So I've always just kept it real. You know what I'm saying? One thing that I always did is um, I kept the system the same. Mm -hmm. And if you asked anybody from 2001 all the way to 2023 and you gave them the verbiage of what we call it on offense, it's the same. Um, one thing that I've always stood by is Players come, players go, players change. But one thing that re remains consistent is the system. Yeah, that's nice. I like so that. What, where, where, sorry, where did you feel like you've got the inspiration for the system that you ran? I mean, obviously you guys were super successful. I mean, I just saw the post with, um, with the player of the year, you know, over 800 yards receiving, 12 touchdowns. Like, and we've had plenty plenty of other athletes that have come through the program, that same system that I played with, you know, Sir Parker, Ty Evans, yes. you know, just to name a couple. Um, where did you come up with your system? Well, it's funny because um, most people don't know, I'm actually a defensive guy. 
played college ball, a little bit of pro ball um, as a defensive back. Um, when I got picked up as a free agent in 1991, uh, I was a, I was a, a safety, you know. Um, and when I started the Blackhawks, I, I brought over a couple of guys that were um, I played with um, back in the day. We played for a team called the Norwalk Pilots, and it was a championship team. And there, one guy was Paul Albertini, Ramon Juarez, who's the head coach and athletic director at Pioneer High School right now, and a guy named Joe Jordan. So when I started the Blackhawks, they came over with me and I let them run the offense. That was their offense because when they played together over in Austria, because they played overseas together, they mm -hmm. came up with a, a very unique system and I liked it. So uh, what I did is when I started the Blackhawks and you have to remember when, um, when, I, when I first started, I started with a guy named Earl Franklin, good friend of mine. Um, it was my dream, but he was just a uh, big help with me um, getting things off the ground. So um, when I bought those three guys over, um, I let them have the offense and I had nothing to do with coaching or anything. Um, but as time went on and things changed and they went on with their lives and things like that, I became the office of guy. I, because I knew the system. Um, so I be, began calling the offense. And as, as time went on, I began to add little trinkets to the system, okay. other little verbiage. And right. that's how the system became what it is today. And one thing with me is um, whenever I hire a coach, uh, whether it's a D coordinator, wide receiver coach, um, linebacker coach, that's their baby. I don't mess with them. Okay. And a lot of people get it wrong. They think that, you know, I'm the owner, I'm the head coach, that um, I should supersede them when it comes to certain things. But that's one thing that I won't do because if I hire a coach to do a job, that's their baby. You know, they nurture it. And of course, I'm going to look from afar. If I see something I need to question, I will question it, but All I right. will never go a step on their foot. Okay, so you don't have that Jerry Jones mentality, like if we were to give it. No, seriously, because honestly, a misconception before going to the Blackhawks or anybody that's on the outside in, um, they may think that T. Reed has the Tony, the tone, the the Jerry Jones approach, but he doesn't. No, not at all. One thing, um, I like to delegate when it comes to the football part of this thing. Um, I think I've said it before in another interview that, um, yeah, I'm a good coach, but I'm a great organizer. And when I say a great organizer, I mean that I think that I'm the best when it comes to being an owner. Okay. Uh, when it comes to the football part of it, yeah, you know, I know offense, I know defense, but um, I lean on my players a lot. You know what I mean? Um, okay. If you guys are the ones that's on the field, if you say, hey, coach, they're sitting in cover two, everything short is there. I'm going to I'm gonna go with it, but I'm going to allow myself to call what I call, but at the same time, I'm listening to a lot of you guys' input. So, um yeah, we've been successful all these years, you know, um, dominant, but I can't take all the credit. I got to give a lot of credit to the players that are out there, that are on the field, that are beside me, telling me what they see. And um, that's how we got to where we are right now. Dominant team. Nice. Now, that leads me to this because um, I'm not going to spill the beans. Like, I, obviously, this is you're on the show because of the news that we're going to let you drop. Well, you dropped the news to the Facebook world already, but. This is kind of like the farewell, um, but giving you your your flowers. So I want to know, 24 years ago, or 22 years ago, 24 seasons ago, what made you start the Blackhawks? Like, what lit that fire into you? 
And when you envisioned it, did you envision it becoming what it became, what it has, had, what it has become today? Well, it's a, it's, a, it's a story behind that. Um, like I said, in 1991, um, coming out of college, I had a free agent tryout with the Los Angeles Raiders. Hey. It was the Los Angeles Raiders at the time. And um, of course, I didn't stick, you know what I mean? I, I, I continued to chase the NFL dream. I actually got drafted to a league called the Peace, um, PSFL, the Pacific Spring Football League. Okay. And um, got drafted to a team in New Mexico. Went up to the training camp. All of us players are there. Doors are locked on the facility. League folded. It was a paid league. You know what I mean? Um, came back home. Went to a couple of other little workouts. And um, I was really trying to chase that professional football dream. Okay. Um, I ended up going to a team out in Palm Springs. It was part of a league called the National Football League Minor League Conference. And okay. I played for a team called the Palm Springs Heat. And it was a paid team. Okay. It was a lot of money. It was like $300 a game. Um, we had hotels where the players stayed at. We had John Barnes, who played at UCLA. Um, Tim um, Tim Lavin played at SC. We had a lot of a lot of NFL, I mean, college guys. Okay. Uh, Paul Peters. Um, you know, it was a lot of, lot of good guys. These guys, you probably guys don't probably know because you guys are a little younger. But yeah. uh, we played. Uh, we got paid. Um and I continued to try to chase the dream. And at the time, my wife was pregnant with my youngest daughter, Tyler. Okay. So um, one day, um, she went to her doctor's appointment, and the doctor told her that she had something called toxemia. And toxemia is um, a condition where um, you either need to have the baby now, or you risk death by having the child. And um, my wife had to have um, Tyler early at six and a half months. Wow. So at that time, the flip switched. You know what I mean? Go I got to take care of my family. I got to do what's best for my, my, you know, my kids, my, my wife. And right. so um, she had Tyler at six and a half months. Tyler was born at one pound, 12 ounces. She wow. was like this. She, she could fit in the palm of your hand. And she was that small, one pound, 12 ounces. And the doctors came to us and said, hey, listen, when you have a child this early, um, there's a possibility for a lot of things. Um, okay. Down syndrome, autism, mental retardation, just everything. And a lot of things went through my mind. And all I could do was pray and put my hand in, in the Lord's hand and let him guide me to where he needed me to be. Yeah. And um, here it is, 20 some years later, and Tyler is a a school teacher she was topping her class she um spelling bee champion just all those great things and she didn't have any issues at all man and, and that's why the 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 tyler reed award or the black hawk mvp award is named after her because if it wasn't for her it wouldn't be a blackhawks hey shout out to Vincent strange the recent tyler reed award. yes this is strange yeah he um well, we'll get to that after you guys. Yeah, get yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that leads me to the next next part of this question. In 2005, you were inducted in the Minor League Football Hall of Fame. What did that mean to you? And in your 24-year span, overall record of 301 wins, 45 oh, losses. Life. Yeah, 301 and 45. What would you say was the hardest part about building such a successful organization? organization and maintaining the level of success that you have for as long as you have what well, a success comes from doing good business 
Okay. Um, one thing about this level of football, it gets a bad rap because there are owners that try to, you know, deviate things and slip through the cracks. And, you know, when you when you out there renting these fields, you know, these fields are not our fields. So okay. whatever the cost is, you got to pay. Um, you can't get the homeboy deal because your friend is a custodian is at, at the at the school. Hey, let us on the field for fifty dollars. And I've seen it happen with other teams. You know what I mean? And that's one thing that I said I would never do. I would never be caught in a situation where where I'm doing something wrong and the the authorities or whoever come on. Hey, what are you guys doing here? Here. So I've always did good business. You know what I'm saying? I've always paid all my bills. I've always been truthful with all my players. And um, and I let my coaches do what they do, because, um, like I said, I'm not a, I'm not a one man show. Um, you said it earlier, like people may think like, hey, Tony Reed is a control freak or whatever. The I don't know what they, they say. They say everything, man. Honestly, some of the stuff I, I just laugh at to this day. Um, but, you know, um, I just I just love to stay consistent with everything I do. And um, I've always lived by the moniker that um, I want to give all my players the closest thing to an NFL experience. I will never mm -hmm. tell anybody no. I won't tell my players we can't have anything. Even if the money is not right from whatever the case may be, I'm still going to make sure they got a stadium to play in, yeah. practice field, beautiful cool. uniforms, uh, a DJ at the game, a chiropractor at the game, a team doctor, a videographer, a photographer, and, people, and, and above all, we got a good concession stand that your people can come to and eat real good. So again, I have to stay consistent with all those things. Sometimes yeah. I go into a game, I may be playing a subpar team and um, I'm spending $35,000, $4,000 a game knowing that I'm not going to get that back. But I can't wow. worry about that because it's not about the money. Like I said before, it's about the players. It is. And for those who have not been a part of it, um, Justin, you have. Um, like mm -hmm. a little bit that is asked of us to help contribute to some of these little things to help uh like help lessen the blow because t t don't ask us for money at all like like the photographer there's been a couple times where he's like all right guys look i don't have the photographer travel with us like who could throw in on it but it's nothing it's nothing ridiculous ever he doesn't he does not ask a lot of us at all yeah i mean um even like games like we um uh, we went to washington we went to arizona um, things of that nature, you know what I'm saying? Uh, what I did, you know, we went to Las Vegas for games. Um, if our photographer couldn't, um, couldn't go with us, you know what I did? I got on the phone and called somebody in those states and said, hey, you got to hook up on a photographer. Let me know what they cost. Boom, boom. That's how you do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got to you gotta outsource, you know, in other states. And I, and I was able to do that because I think that um, being visual with your team is very important. You got to have pictures out there. You got to have yeah. a good social media uh, presence. And I think that we're probably one of the only teams with a real website. We have a yeah. website that's updated weekly with stories, pictures, players of the week, and a whole nine yards. So perception is very big in my eyes. Yeah. Before we get to Justin's question, um, I have another question. You are a steeple based off of the consistency you've put in. And there's only been a couple to emulate what you've done or come close to what you've done. As we get into why, like, as you, as we get into the questions of like, you're walking away, do you feel that what you've done will ever be replicated again? Um, no, 
I don't think so. I mean, I'm just going to be blunt about it. Um, it won't be replicated. Some of the things that I've done at this level of football, um, not I, but we have done at this level of football, and that includes both of you guys because you guys have been a part of this. Um, we've created something very special, man. I, um, when you look at the leagues right now, especially in Southern California, um, you know, you, you may have a span of three or four years per per league, if that. Um, it's it's going to be pretty hard for a, a team to run off five straight championships or 47 games in a row. That stuff is not going to be touched ever again. No team is going to score 903 points in a season. I mean, we're the top in the in the not in the in the nation, but in the world. You know what I'm saying? When it comes to this level of football, if you go to semiprofootball.org and look at the records. The Blackhawks are the number one scoring team of all time. And that's dating back to the 1920s. Hey. Hey, aren't you the only team that's put up a hundo on a team too? No, there are other teams that have put up a hundred. Um, the Coyotes actually did it. Um, but I know we put up 113. And um, I think that's number two all time at this level. San Diego Stallions is who you ran. No, it was on a team called the the Belmont Hilltoppers. Oh yes, the Hilltoppers. I remember the Hilltoppers. Yeah, shout out to Nathan Gilmore. <laughs> where, where did they even come up with that team name? What the heck? Oh, oh. I don't know, man. They, they that was. I'm just happy that they showed up. Yeah, I'm happy they showed up because there have been some teams in the past that that said, "Hey, I I I can't. I'm, I'm not coming down it. that way, man. I'm not having that." So. That's funny. So, Tony, uh, after a tough loss in the national championship in 2022, I mean, obviously this is a it, it's a gear shifting question right now. But it was said you were going to retire, and that was it for the infamous Inglewood Blackhawks. Then, January 13th, 2023, the world finds out you're coming back. What made you come back for one more run? To be honest with you, um, I was at peace with myself and my organization on just leaving it alone and, and just being, you know, 23, 24 years is a long time. Yeah. And it was just time for me to just kick my feet up and do a couple of things that I, you know, I missed out on a lot of things over the years um, because of football. I missed out on birthdays, graduations, baby showers, funerals, you know what I mean? Because of yeah. football, I have to be dedicated to Saturdays with my guys. And I just told myself that um, I'm not going to sacrifice that anymore for football. Um, and then Paul with a couple of, no, I'm not going to say a couple. It's about 15, 20 players that said, hey, coach, we want to meet with you and, and your wife and see if we could talk to you about running it back. And Paul, I don't know if you ever picked up on this, but me and Coca always use the word ribs, R-I-B-S, the running the backs. We call you guys that. Um, so you guys were the, so when the ribs came over and said, Hey coach, we're going to do this. We, we want to make sure, you know, we do everything right. We're going to make sure this player is taken care of. We don't want this player back. It was a lot of things that went down and I had to think on it. And I, I thought on it and I said, you know what? I'm not, it's not about me anymore. It's not about the championships. It's not about the wins. It's not about the accolades for myself. Uh, I'm, I'm okay but I'm going to come back for you guys and you guys only. So that was the reason behind um, us coming back another year. And um, we ran it back again. Yeah. 
Nice. And as always, you guys obviously had an amazing year. You fell short in the semifinals to the West, uh, the West Sound Rebels. How does it make you feel to know that this one got away from you? Um, to keep it a buck, um, I was disappointed in the numbers that we had because according to our team page, we had about 40, 45 guys that were committed to going to that game. Um, we showed up with 29 and still oh, only damn. lost by two. Um, so I, I'm very proud of the team and the guys that went out there. We should, I mean, honestly, it wasn't that we went out there with 20. Our 29 should have beat that 55. Honestly, we, we could have beat that 55. We started out very strong, but we went out there without our number one and our number two quarterback. We went out there oh, with wow. our number three quarterback. We yeah. went out there with no running back. No running back at all. So we were, I was, I was finagling things on offense to kind of keep them off, you know, to not know that we were shorthanded in places. And it worked for a little while, but once they got sense of us passing the ball and not really not really running the ball, they pent their ears back and started coming every play. And mm-hmm. even with that being said, we were still in the game. We still we we should have won the game. We were up on them. They couldn't stop us in. You know, um, you know, uh, you know, our quarterback got hurt a few times and you know, it, it was it was it was a game that um I really feel like that um not being biased that we, we should have won that game. Um but we came up two points short. I mean, if you look at the at the film of that game, I mean we get that onside kick recovered, we score, we win that game. And yes. to lose 26-24, I'm very proud of the guys that went out there and put it down. Honestly, like I'm not one to make it sorry, just I mean to cut you off. Um, no, you to make excuses of the ref, but um I don't know if you've seen the post where Tony posted the dude went head up and the motherfucker just got his ass ran over and they called a clipping, bro. Or yeah, a, they took they took that touchdown away from us. And, and the the funny thing about that is um the guy, um, the running back that got the, the one that got hit, he told us, he said, Hey, that was a clean hit. He said it right after the play. He said, I went at your guy. And I was mm-hmm. like, wow. And then mm-hmm. he hit me up in my inbox after the game and he said, Hey, coach, much respect to you and your team. But these referees have been horrible all year. And we told, and I think him and Devin had a conversation and um, they, they were bad. They, they, were, they were bad. I mean, but again, the refs has never been perfect, uh, you know, for us. We've always found a way out of no way. And, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, that, was a, that was a bad example of officiating right there. Now, now we're going to get to the, we're going to get to the meaty part in this. Um, like I, 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 as I've said, I'm not into getting messy, but I'm into facts. Um, last year there was 2022 season. There was some stuff that we, we were able to, to get past, right? There was some stuff that, uh, the GBFL was doing that was kind of meh, but it didn't really bother us. Right. Cause we was, we was kicking everybody's ass. So it didn't matter. Right. This year. It didn't work that way. So my question for you, the Blackhawks were in the GDFL for two seasons this year. This year, I got to hear firsthand some of the foolishness the commissioner, Charles Thompson, spewed out. Um, I heard a phone call that was very unprofessional. But can you speak on your experience in the GDFL? And would you re- would you recommend it to any other teams to join? Well, um, you got to remember um, last year, 
we were a GDFL affiliate. Um, it was the LDFL, which was the Western division Indeed. of the GDFL. Yes. And we had our season, our playoffs, our championship game. And it was supposed to be two or three of our teams to make it to the GFL playoffs. Well, right. it worked out where um, Santa Clarita, North San Diego went to the playoffs. They bowed out. So the Blackhawks, we you know proceeded on. Um, this year, the GDFL asked, as they said, can you guys be GDFL fully? No LDFL, start when we start, finish when we finish. And we, we decided to do that because it gave us an opportunity to play against fresh competition. It felt good to play against the Utah teams and the Arizona teams and Lancaster, just people that we had never played before. Um, but during the course of the season, it just seemed like everything started to go downhill a little bit. There was um, some rulings that were not in our favor that we looked up that were, were they say, hey, if it's in the bylaws, that's what we roll with. Those things weren't in the bylaws. And, um, you know, we heard a lot of stuff during the course of the year, man. And it was, um, it was some stuff that was, I, I mean, I'm not, I, I'm not going to bash anybody, but, um, we had a lot of things that were, that were pushed against us this year. Um, some rules about capping the points at 35 points, you know, what's the purpose of going out there, kicking a team's ass. If you know, you only get to get 35 point credit. And, um, we found out that later on, but the Washington team was complaining the whole year to the league, not to the league, to the commissioner. They were complaining and then trying to find technicalities. I mean, even the other Washington team that came down and played us in the playoffs, look what they did. They were calling the, the, the league before kickoff saying, oh, the game is starting at 6.15 or 6.10, 6.15. But they're not saying that we did a national anthem and we did a moment of silence for Mike Howard. You know, they're right. not saying all those things. Um, and they're talking about the field is unsafe and no team has ever complained about our field. Yeah, we got a couple of divots here and there, but they're always filled up with sand and it's nothing bad. When you look at it on film, it looks like nothing's there. Um, and it was just a bunch of stuff. Man, I, I, I was on a phone call where um, they thought that I was off of it and um, I was on mute. And I heard them just talking a bunch of shit about the Blackhawks. A bunch of shit. And this is coming from the people at the top. You know what I mean? And they apologize and said they said that because of this and that. But I can never unhear what they said. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can yeah. never unhear it. And, um, you know, it, it's just unfortunate, man, because um, we're constantly tearing each other down when it comes to this level of football. And um, these are some people that I entrusted because otherwise we would have kept the LDFL going and just been an affiliate. You know what I mean? And, yeah. um, but we said, Hey man, we all go ahead and, you know, you know, drop the hatchet and, and go ahead and go GDFL. I mean, and, and honestly, you know, us playing in the summer, it's, um, it, it kind of went against, you know, out here in Southern California, you either play spring or you play fall. There is no mm -hmm. summer football. So us playing and then having to, um, travel and, do all these different things as far as um they they asked us to um once they did the whole little thing about oh let me rewind sorry about that let me rewind so before we played the coyotes they got a call from the league saying hey you guys need to score 25 or more, win by 25 or more points and you will get the number one seed you know what we did we went out there and scored 44 at halftime at halftime mm. we told our players we needed 70 because yeah. we want to play hard. 
They, and, they week, 70 points. Yeah, exactly. We didn't they tell break. no players what we what we really needed. So they went out there and they balled their ass off. Uh, we scored 44 points at halftime. We took our foot off the, the game. was stopped at halftime. Um, so we were, we were fine. We, we went in the parking lot and, you know, we, we, you know, enjoyed our win with everybody. And um, we knew that we were going to be the number one seed. Only to find out on Monday that they said, hey, oh, we did talk about this um, last year that um, there's going to be a cap at 35 points. And we're like, what? 30, but you just told us on Tuesday we needed 25. Oh, we, there was a mistake in the calculation and the formula. So you guys are the number two seed now. Now, in any business, if you tell me to do something and I do it, you can't come back and change it. You right, have to adjust right. on your end. Right. And they talk so bad. They talk so bad, man. So um, there were some conversations had that me and John Coca were part of. And um, you guys wouldn't, I mean, it, it, it's, it was pretty bad, man. So everything that we heard, we felt was true. We felt that everything that was um, said against us was true because we're getting information from an inside source. And um, so, yeah, so we ended up going to having to go to Washington when we had already prepared to play at home. Mm -hmm. um, so they wanted us to fly to Washington. And then if we would have won in Washington, they want us to turn right back around the next week Labor Day weekend and fly to DC. What did I mean? There's no travel stipend in this league. They wanted to do that on our dime. Right, go to right. Washington, spend three, four hundred dollars there. The next week, go to DC, spend about five hundred, and that's just on flights. So each player would have been basically out of, I want to say eleven, twelve hundred dollars easy with flights, rooms, food, and everything. And at this level of football, you know that's not realistic. Back-to-back right, -back right. weekends, going from one coast to the next. So, yeah. um, you know, it, it honestly, I, I never, I never use the the the, the L word losing. I, I never do because I don't believe in that. But um, I I was relieved when the season was over after right. the Washington game. Honestly, I was really relieved, <laughs> and it wasn't about the players or anything. It was about all the stuff we went through with the league. It was yeah. a, a real turnoff. Yeah. Like, I don't want people to think that when he says we would have had to spend, like, obviously, Washington would have had to spend the same amount of money, right? But based off of what they told us, we did what we needed to do to solidify only taking one trip. trip. Correct. So we all made plans according to that. Like the, the fact that we had to travel, if we had known, like if they were honest, like, hey, look, you're going to be the number two seed. We would have been we would have had the cold, harsh reality before the game. No matter what we do today, it's second place. What do you want to do? And there were some things, Justin, that we could have done. We could have altered. Right. We could have altered our path. But honestly, uh, we banded together because we felt that the league fucked us and we wanted to prove something. Um, and the fact that I heard some people didn't come through on their commitment, like, honestly, I, I, I was one of those people that said I wasn't going to be able to make it. I, I had a daughter's birthday, just turned 21. But I heard some things about some people that said that they would be there that weren't that. And, and I'm sorry that we had to go through that. Yeah, it's unfortunate, man, because, um, you know, how we say we, like Paul said, um, yeah, the players are responsible. But to be honest with you, um, 
not just this trip, but when we went to Erie, when we went to Vegas, um, I bought a lot of tickets out of my own pocket. Yeah. And it's not, I don't, I don't look at it as a bad thing because I am here to help my guys. Right. Right. I got tickets for some guys, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, I look back on some of the trips. Some some guys had never even been on a plane. Some yes. guys had never even traveled out of California. And those are the little things right there that makes me happy right there that I could contribute to. Yeah. To That's give these guys the experience of feeling like a professional player, get off the plane with their bags, their helmets and stuff, and people asking them questions and who they are. And they got their sweatsuits on because I'm big on perception. I, 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 want, I wanted everybody to have on a team sweatsuit. It looks good. Right. Right. And um, again, you know, um, guys that couldn't afford tickets, you know, everybody's not in, in, a, in a perfect position to do things. Right. And um, I have no regrets about it. And if I had to do it again, I would. Yeah. Um, you know, so we um, we got there. We got out there with the 29 guys. And like I said, we were in that game. We were leading. We we were about to win the game until we threw a pick six. Oh, damn. And that changed the trajectory of the game. Can I be right there? And we I came mean, back. Can I be we honest? Came back from that. So um, I'm not going to ever say that we were down about being out there with 29 guys because yeah. those 29 guys that were there were balling. Yeah. Well, what really killed, like the pick six killed us, but I was watching. So, um, well, everybody was out gambling. I was laying on, like, I was laying <laughs> in my room and I was watching, like, my nerves were going. But the thing that really killed us is we make a fucking stop and then Devin rips the dude's fucking helmet off. Oh my God. But it, it was literally an accident. And then he was, was, but they flagged us 45 fucking 45 yards. yards. Yes. 45 yards. He went from midfield to the fucking 10 yard, like 45 yards. They were at the five. So we could have put together another. They just flagged him, like they flagged him for the face mask, unsportsmanlike conduct. And then I guess because he said something, he threw the helmet after. I think he did. Yeah, flagged him. Yes, they assessed him all three flags. So it went from just a personal foul first down to and like fifteen yards to first and goal. Dang. Yeah, it was fucking screwy. I can understand two of those, but not the third one. Yeah, I couldn't figure it out, and they couldn't give me an answer for it. They and wanted they just to try. They just, it, it was like I said, it was a bad display of officiating. Really. Yeah. But again, Paul, like you said, at that point right there, we had the momentum again, too. Yeah, you did. We did. We had to stop. There is it just talk it and, and threw the ball and we scored. And then honestly, when Devin threw the helmet, it wasn't out of malice. It was actually his, he grabbed the guy's face mask and his hand was stuck in there. Yeah. So he slung it off. Right. And, that's, and, and, and they uh, call, call that as a, as him throwing a helmet. Yeah. So they got him for the face mask, and then they hit him with, like, two more. So they hit him with that in sports and, like, and then he was like, what the fuck? And they hit him again. And I was like, yeah, over. Jeez. Oh, that sealed it right then and there, 45 yards. They put him first and goal. And, again, yeah. like I said, our 29 was still in that game, ready to win. Our 29 could beat anybody in the country. Oh, yeah, hands down. Yeah. Hands down. So, Tony, our, our, for our viewers and our listeners, they might not be involved with the semi-pro world at all. Brings us to this. September 5th, 2023, a press release came out. <laughs> Very long press release, by the way. And I read the whole thing. Yes. Okay? I say that because 
in this day and age, something that long, you just like swipe, swipe. Yeah. I read yeah. the whole thing. Me too. Okay. Read the whole thing. The end of an era. Is this truly it for the Inglewood Blackhawks? This is it. Um, I've had the people from the city of Los Angeles contact me. I've had players contact me. I've had alumni um, contact me. And um, it has nothing to do with the loss. Um, it's just time, man. You know, when, when I started this team, with, when Tyler was born, you know, I said that I was going to give it 20 years. And I'm in 24 right now. Yes, sir. And, um, you know, I just, I've been doing it a long time. And, you know, um, I'm ready to do, just do some other things. Um, I'm actually having a meeting with um, a band, uh, an Indian tribe on Friday. Okay. They've contacted me about purchasing the Blackhawks, but they want to purchase it as the Blackhawks. It doesn't necessarily have to be Inglewood. And they want, they're interested in purchasing it and keeping the legacy going. And I just never know that um, who's watching, who's looking. Um, but they knew so much about us. They knew everything about us. And um, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to entertain the thought of it. Um, I never thought I'd come you know, to a point where I'm about to sell the brand, but yeah. um, I'm interested in listening. Um, but I just don't want to hand it over to anyone because this is my baby. You know, I, yeah. I, I birthed this, I've nurtured it. And um, one thing I've always said in life, you know, not just football, but people don't treat things the same when it's not theirs. Right. Um, I would never see. I don't want to see a Blackhawk team five and five or six. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. I don't want to take the image. So, um, yeah, I've decided to, um, you know, shut the doors and um, let this, you know, rest where it is. And um, I'm happy with everything. We've um, we've done so much, man. We've we've accomplished so much as an organization and. Like I said earlier, I credit you to you know to it as well because you've been a part of it. Um, we I was actually looking at something today on YouTube back in 05, Chalk, when we played against the Long Beach Lions in the semifinals. Yeah. And we threw the fade route to Trayvon McGee, and he got two feet in and they called him out of bounds. And it's 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 on YouTube still. And we were that was probably one of the only years, one of the one thing you gotta know. We've been around 24 seasons and we have we've been to the championship game 21 of those 24 seasons. And that was one <laughs> of the 24. And that one, it still burns to this day because we literally cheated. We really were. Yeah. So yeah, so um the doors are gonna be closed, man. But um, you know, I just want to just show you guys that um, you know, that you know, life goes on, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, there, there's some new things on the horizon. Um, I never want to put the carriage before the before the horse, okay. but um, that long press release might be it. Might be another one somehow. Okay. Okay. So that leads me to this. So we're not gonna really spill the beans because I don't know. Honestly, I norm normally I know. Like I I know the shit, but I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. <laughs> so I have to ask this question: What's next for Tony Reed? What is the perfect angle for the next part of your life? Um, a lot of traveling. Hey, a lot of traveling. Um, 
Paul, I don't know if you can get um direct messages on your um read what I just sent you just now. And I want you to keep your mouth closed about it, but that's something that's very, very good going on right now behind the scenes. Oh, holy shit. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's some dialogue that I've had and we're, um, we'll see what the chips, you know, I can't guarantee anything, but, um, for them to consider me, um, I feel very honored and I feel blessed. And, um, if it's in God's will, that's what would be my next move. That is amen. 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 <laughs> That's what's up. Well, yeah. coach, I appreciate you. I love you. I thank you for the opportunity you've given me the last two years to really, really find the love of football again and, and honestly find the love in myself. Um, I thank you for accepting me. I thank you for challenging me. And I wish you nothing but the best. I wish you and Tasha and the family nothing but prosperous life here on out. And if this message goes through, I'm going to be your number one fucking supporter, coach. I got you. Of course, man. You know, like I said, um, this last year has been a very good year, honestly. Um, this was a, a, I believe if I had this team for two years, it if you think we did good this year, we would have did outdid what we did this year, next year. Um, the talent that we brought in, um, the Vincent Strange, the Bowies, the Brammers, you know what I'm saying? Um, I mean, we had, on defense, we got, I think we got the best trio of linebackers around in Devin, Michael, and Fooey Fooey. You yes. don't get no better than that. Um, if we were able to do it again, I think we would trump anything that we did this year. Um, but like they say, all good things come to an end, and there's no perfect timing for anything. So you have to, um, when God say stop, you need to stop. Hey. With that being said, that right there in front of you guys, the viewers to the listeners, that is Tony Reed, the man, the myth, the legend, the one and only, the one and only. I'm Paul Wall, and that's your boy. That's your boy JG, and Let's this go. is the perfect angle. Thank you all for viewing. Hit the subscribe and like button. We love y'all. Be blessed. Love you, Tony. Thank you guys.